Cornelius sat on his balcony on the top floor of the palace, enjoying the dim glow of the false dawn created by lights stuck in the cavern ceiling of the Greater Oregon Underground Fairy Kingdom. It wasn't the same as a real sunrise, no. It was much prettier, with pinks, oranges, purples, and reds harmonized across the sky as they gained strength. The Golden Temple Tower to the east, not as tall as the palace or as important, gleamed in the new light. Darkness gave way, clarity sharpened, and the mere shapes across the land took on form and meaning. The precision, the order of everything Cornelius saw below him soothed his heart. Village lanes were straight and orderly, clean of debris, the thatched roofs all repaired. Fairies from the servant caste, farmers, flew peacefully from the village to the fields just visible beyond the Golden Temple. Other servants flew to the palace itself. Tinkers and toolmakers, tall and thin, mainly from the royal caste, flew to the factory next to the palace. Instead of making foreign, alien, clockwork and machinery, they now focused on traditional crafts and tinkering. No funerals were scheduled that day, so the great graveyard to the west lay still and empty, the grave markers covering the entire hill. Cornelius didn't see any fairies from the warrior caste then again. Their barracks were on the northern side of the palace, outside of his view. Everything was so peaceful now. Cornelius knew the shape of every hour, every day, every week. No more surprises. Every day flowed the same way, exactly like the one previous, as well as the one to come. Then someone knocked on his door. Cornelius wasn't expecting anyone. His heart pounded in his chest. As the head royal of the Greater Oregon Fairy Kingdom, Cornelius had plenty of servants to attend to him. However, he never asked them to arrive until after his ritual morning meditations. Who is it? Cornelius called as he crossed from the balcony to the door, his wings flexing. He still wore his dressing gown, made of the softest spider silk and a lovely gray color, like soft morning fog. Not appropriate for battle or even for greeting another member of the court. Bas come, sir, came the reply. Cornelius threw open the door. What is it? What's the matter? Was there some threat to the kingdom that the head of the warrior caste sought him out so early? Cornelius hadn't seen Bascombe in a while. He claimed he'd been busy, and had been sending his second-in-command, Thurza, instead. The warrior stood in the empty hallway, his head bowed. His bare chest was broad and muscled, while the legs under his leather kilt were strong. His short hair flared out like a mane around his head. Nothing is wrong. I merely have a favor to ask. Sir, should he make Bascombe come back later? At least until after Cornelius dressed. Please, Bascombe added. Cornelius sighed and opened the door wider for the warrior to step in. Bascombe wasn't as tall as Cornelius, but... He was quite broad. Can I get you anything? Sweet dew, moonlit wine? Cornelius asked as he led the way back to the balcony. No, thank you, Bascombe said. Cornelius settled himself back down on his backless couch, stretching his wings to balance himself. How can I help you? Bascombe finally looked up. Cornelius caught his breath, trying to hide his shock. All the warriors had magical clockwork embedded in their bodies. The late queen of the greater Oregon fairy kingdom, Adele, had had clockwork wings. Bascom 
had a magic red jewel instead of a right eye. The skin around Bascom's eye was swollen and inflamed. Even the prominent bony ridge running down his nose had veins of red running across it. It looked very painful. Fairies didn't get sick. Or at least in all his centuries, Cornelius had seen merely a handful. The only plague he knew about that fairies had succumbed to had been the Great Plague in London, just a few decades before he'd been born. Even if a fairy had been gravely injured in battle, they were difficult to kill. Particularly, the warriors. In their first days in the New World, Cornelius had seen a warrior still fight on against a dwarf even after her arm had been hacked off and both her wings torn asunder.